Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of Bagel Bites. My name is Robbie Nagel, and this is just a podcast series where we're going to talk about the random things that I want to talk about. Uh, today I'm going to be talking a little bit about the Protestant Reformation, uh, partly because, as I mentioned in my last podcast, I've been listening to a lecture series about the turning points of history, uh, and the Reformation was obviously one of them, uh, basically because it allowed people to uh, leave the Catholic Church and have autonomy, uh, both religiously and uh, nationwide power Lee um, just made that word up so uh, I realized that a whole lot of people may not know uh, necessarily how the Protestant Reformation happened why Martin Luther was kind of credited with starting it uh, so I really want to give a basic introduction to this uh, or an overview so if you know a whole lot about this or uh, you know the Catholic Church in their history uh, don't come correcting me in comments and stuff. Uh, I understand this is going to be uh, very basic uh, for everybody to kind of get on the same track. So before I get to Martin Luther, I want to talk about a guy that came before him. His name is Erasmus. He was a uh, Dutch philosopher and theologian. And the work specifically that I want to talk about is uh, his work in uh, going back to the Greek New Testament. So if you don't know, the Latin Vulgate, the uh, Latin translation of the Old and New Testament into Latin is the uh, only Bible, essentially, of the Catholic Church. It's the only translation. And um, Latin's obviously a very different language than Greek, uh, and that's one of the things that Erasmus kind of found out as he started studying and translating. He made commentaries and so on. Uh, he finds out that some of Paul's letters uh, kind of say something different in the Greek than they do the Latin, and one of the reasons for that is because translations are also commentaries, essentially. Uh, so when you read any of the English translations of the Bible, uh, some of them obviously vary because you can change uh, you know, your terminology and still mean roughly the same thing, but... Uh, Realistically, it's just very hard to translate uh, from Greek and Hebrew into a common tongue or into English specifically. And, uh, yeah, it just it's definitely not an easy thing. Languages are obviously very different. Ideas, philosophies are kind of bound to words, and they're just different uh, across cultural and across time. So Erasmus was kind of finding this out, and one of the... Uh, biggest things was uh, that the there was the idea that um, the Pope essentially had the resource of grace to give people, uh, and that was uh, divvied up through uh, the priests, and when you went to confession, uh, you would confess your sins, and then you would essentially have to uh, pay penance, and a penance was your deed or your work. Uh, nowadays, it's like the, uh, you know, prayer with your rosaries, and uh, back then, it was very much like community service. Essentially, you had to work out something. But if you were rich enough, you could pay indulgences, uh, which was essentially buying yourself out of doing the actual deed. So, uh, Erasmus finds out that Paul was really actually talking about uh, grace 100% overcoming everything um, and forgiving you uh, totally in that way. That's what uh, the Lord's grace was really about. So he kind of started arguing against the uh, church, and uh, that was obviously not something wise to do. But he continued his research anyway, and um, published it, and it sold, and um, later on Martin Luther ends up reading it, and he kind of agrees. 
And so I want to now switch gears and talk about um, how Martin Luther became uh, who he was. So a little bit of his backstory and upbringing is that his uh, father wanted him to become a lawyer. So he was paying for him to go to law school. And the biggest reason for that is because he uh, ran a business and he no longer wanted to pay the legal fees uh, for his business. So he figured if his son became a lawyer, then he wouldn't have to do that. So, uh, and obviously he wanted his son's uh, financial well-being to be pretty well met. And a lawyer was one of the best ways to do that. So Martin Luther leaves, he starts going to school and he's coming back uh, after his first year, first semester, I forget which, and he gets caught in a storm. And in the storm, uh, lightning strikes the ground. It, you know, deafens him for a moment. It's it's obviously scary. It creates like a crater. Uh, and he seems like he's uh, very much in harm's way. And he prays to the Lord and he says, Lord, if you get me out of this, um, he says, essentially, I'll serve you and become a monk. Uh, so he ends up becoming uh, safe. Uh, the day ends up being coming clear and he gets home and he says, Dad, I'm quitting law school. I'm going to become a monk. Uh, I kind of attribute this to like uh, the uh, TV or movie type of interaction where, uh, you know, your kid comes home from, uh, you know, becoming a, an accountant and says, I'm going to switch and become an art major. Um, that was kind of the joke essentially of the time. His dad argued with him and says, you're definitely not becoming a monk. There's no money in that. Like, uh, gives all the, uh, you know, reasons why he shouldn't. And Martin Luther says, I have to, I promise the Lord. So he quits, he becomes a monk, uh, he ends up actually uh, becoming a great teacher uh, and theologian and becomes a very high-paid teacher, so ends up being well, well off financially and doing very well. Uh, one day, the uh, essentially the dean of the school comes and says, look, uh, this teacher is out, we need you to teach the class on Romans. Um, Martin Luther says, you know, I don't really do classes on Paul, um, I don't know a whole lot, um, and I've er, he knows a lot, um, but he doesn't know how to teach him. And so the dean says, you know, stipend your uh, summer so you can study and get paid for it, and then you'll be teaching in the fall. And he says, okay. Uh, given that he had already studied Erasmus, he says, okay, this is a great time to uh, teach the students uh, and get them back to the Greek translation. Um, and he's obviously going to teach about uh, the differences in beliefs of grace. And he brings that up to the dean, and the dean says, you know, you can't really go against the Catholic Church. You know, how about you just take this teacher's syllabus, and uh, here's all of his uh, instructions, here's all of his lessons. And Martin Luther says, no, I'm going to teach it the way I'm supposed to teach it. Um, or at least he believes he's supposed to teach it that way. And he says, uh, you know, no, that's not yeah, that's not right. Uh, and he's, uh, he gets kind of... Uh, kick to the curb, essentially. Uh, and then meanwhile, there's uh, the Pope currently trying to sell indulgences and uh, tax people more uh, prevalently to pay for the the cathedral that he's building. Uh, the previous Pope ended up starting the project, and this Pope now um, has kind of ownership over it to try to complete it. So he starts uh, this idea with this like con man type of salesman type of person, to sell indulgences, and this guy goes and, you know, slings this pitch around everybody, and he goes, you know, the Pope has all access to the grace of God, and he can give it to you. 
and uh, you don't have to do your works anymore. You could just uh, buy these indulgences. Everybody can do this. Uh, you can actually uh, buy these indulgences to pay off uh, for yourself, and you can even buy them to pay off uh, you know, someone else's debt to the Lord, the people in purgatory, the people in hell. You can pay off, even though your dad or mom or grandfather or whatever was, you know, not the greatest person, you can actually buy indulgences to free them from that and send them to heaven. And then he even continues on and says, you know what, you can actually even buy indulgences and stack them up for the future that you won't have to worry about doing works or buying them later. You can actually buy them. It's a bargain, you know, three for one sale on indulgences right now, today, limited time offer. Um, and you can use them for your future sins. And uh, he goes around and uh, Martin Luther catches wind of this and he goes, this is insane. Obviously it is like, that's one of the reasons why I said it in that way. Uh, it is insane. Obviously, that's not how it works. Um, and it, like uh, post-Reformation, post-Counter-Reformation, uh, everybody agrees that that's ridiculous. Uh, there's no one that still is like, yeah, you could do that. Um, but Martin Luther uh, ends up finding out about this and writes what's called the 95 Theses of you know why that was incredibly wrong, along with uh, certain aspects of uh, his studies on grace and works and everything, and he posts them on the, on the door and... He asks for a public debate, essentially. And during this public debate, he's going to come and uh, debate one of the Pope's uh, leading uh, theologians. And uh, he kind of gets backed into a corner and, um, you know, they argue and he's like, well, do you not believe that, uh, you know, the, the Pope is infallible? And Martin Luther goes, that's not what I'm here to argue. Um, and he, he kind of like gets back into this corner of, uh, the Pope's authority and power, and he essentially just disagrees and says, yeah, no, he is. Uh, he's human like everybody else. He doesn't have all authority, and that just that sends ripples through the church and uh, really obviously shocks everybody there, specifically the Romans, um, but it excites most of the Germans uh, because this is like one of those events that they've been waiting for uh, to kind of be free of the uh, empire uh, and regain their own nobility and stuff. So he gains massive support of uh, the German nobles. Uh, it's speculated that the noble that actually uh, housed him and hide, hid him as he translated the Bible into uh, German, a common language of German, it was already translated into like high German uh, that not everybody knew. He wanted it into the common tongue. And so he's translating this, and it's speculated that the uh, noble that actually hid him during this time uh, actually uh, funded and started all these revolts that started popping up and uh, really went against the Catholic Church. And then uh, Martin Luther was very much uh, against the Reformation. Uh, he he thought that it shouldn't be a split, uh, that the uh, agreeing with her, uh, Erasmus, that uh, it should be done from within. And uh, the Reformation should be of the church, not a completely separate movement. Uh, sadly, obviously, that's not what happened. A bunch of revolts started, and a bunch of different uh, theologians and scholars started popping up over the next couple hundred years and uh, really started the Protestant Reformation. Uh, and now the church has been split for hundreds of years. And yeah, uh, that's really the basic overview. That's how Martin Luther kind of gets. Uh, credited with that, uh, it's what it was his debate and his platform essentially that really started it, and then it spread throughout uh, the rest of Europe, kind of like wildfire. 
uh, you know, the English king uh, found out that he didn't necessarily have to care about the um, Pope, and there were a couple other things that actually was going on there, but uh, ends up becoming, you know, uh, solely sovereign over his own nation, essentially, and uh, this happens all over Europe, and multiple nations leave and start their own churches and movements, and uh, they're all kind of wrapped together as the Protestant Reformation, but, um, yeah, that's the beginning of it, that's a quick overview, uh, very, very introductory, and, uh, yeah, so, as always, I appreciate everybody that listens to these. I hope it is uh, either entertaining or at least informative. Um, if you have any questions, obviously message me and uh, stuff like that. I will one day run out of topics, so if you have questions, message me and I'll make a podcast out of them, I suppose. And, uh, yeah, so thanks for listening and tuning in and commenting and liking and all that good stuff. So, uh that's that. I'll catch you the next one.